What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Vision Podcast. My name is Dalton Barrett, and I'm super excited for the opportunity I have to to study this story with you guys. I'm a student ministry volunteer, and I really can't wait for us to jump into this together. We're going to be starting in Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 25, and I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible or the CSB. In verse 5, In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame, according to all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth could not conceive. And both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of the people were praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and overcome with fear, but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah." to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord and prepared people. How can I know this, Zechariah asked the angel, for I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you to tell you this good news. Now listen. You will become silent and unable to speak until the days that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah, amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he didn't come out, he could not speak with them. When he did come out, rather, he could not speak to them. They realized that they had seen a vision in the sanctuary, and he kept making signs to them and remained speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days with his wife, Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. So that's the story of John the Baptist's birth. But if we go back... 450 years or so to the book of Malachi. This is Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to be reading this from the New International Version, or the NIV. In verse 3 it says, I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. 
But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit at the refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offering in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be accepted to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. Once again, that's Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I love this story. I love the book of Luke. It's my uh, my favorite of all four of the Gospels. I love the history aspect of it, and uh, I love how Luke does such a good job at tying things together and really making you feel like you're walking through the time period that it was written. However, I think with the story of John the Baptist especially, uh, a lot of this gets lost in translation, let's say. See, from, from a 21st century perspective, uh, we, we don't necessarily believe in the ideas of a king, especially here in America. And we don't fully understand the concept of a king the way that these people would have, but they were they were kind of a big deal, to say the least, back in the day of this original audience. One thing to understand about Roman kings, the Caesars, or really other uh, any other monarch of the time outside of some major exceptions is that they believed themselves to be deities. A lot of them believed themselves to be gods, and a lot of the people thought of them, the people who, who believed in that sort of thing, thought of uh, these, these monarchs, these rulers, to be gods. Because of them, people put them in really high regards, and they paid a lot of attention to, to the actions they took and the way they handled themselves and, and the things that they did. And would have expected any other king or someone who they believed to be a god to hold themselves to the same standards and the same practices of the the monarchs of the time. One of these such practices was the idea of of a herald, which picture the guy in movies, the little goofy looking fella who who blows the trumpet and yells, "Hear ye, hear ye!" and he announces the coming of of a king. See these these heralds; they're not just a thing that's in movies. They were a real thing, and they would announce the arrival of of a ruler. And once again, to to build this connection, the rulers and the the people who were were false gods at the time. A lot of times, there was a lot of overlap there. So uh, I think it would be evident to most of us, and I, I think we would all agree that God doesn't have to follow or adhere to the practices of man, of us humans. However, a herald would have added a sense of authenticity to this first century audience that Jesus was trying to reach, given as that was standard practice for both royalty and for people thought of as gods at the time. And, and that's really where John the Baptist operates. See, John here, he serves as sort of a, a precursor to Jesus. He serves as sort of, sort of a herald, preparing the hearts and minds uh, of the people who would later become followers of Jesus, as well as just overall informing them of Jesus' coming. Keep in mind, the original audience here hasn't heard from God in 400 years, since the time of Malachi to the time of, of John the Baptist, there hasn't been any word from God. And I think people uh, along this way would have been getting impatient and, 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 and just longing and waiting for this Savior. John's birth 
though not quite as impossible, quote-unquote, as, as Jesus's, was still miraculous. And it keeps with God's theme of using people who are unfit for the job to accomplish his purposes. The same principle can be applied to Jesus's birth with Mary. It was a birth that was was impossible, and yet God still uses, uses that, that person. And through Elizabeth, who wasn't able to have a child, uh, God uses her to bring a child into the world. And it, it can also... That, that same principle can also be applied to Jesus' ministry and his life as, as he calls people who really just aren't fit for the job to do the job. See, ultimately what we see through this story is a couple of things. It really shows the fruits of God's perfect plan. God's perfect plan being laid out from, from the very beginning, from the first sin, he laid it out in a way that both shows his perfect design in the fact that he uses a messenger to appeal to the original audience of Jesus' ministry. He uses a quote-unquote herald to appeal to the people who may not have taken this Jesus guy as seriously otherwise. And it also shows his methods for using broken people to accomplish his purposes. Broken people like you, broken people like me. And I don't know about you, but that gives me a sense of hope. That if God can use somebody who isn't able physically to have children to accomplish his purpose and bring a child into the world, what more could he accomplish through us? In the middle of our brokenness, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our sin, God can use us despite us not being worthy and despite us being unfit. Thanks for processing through this with me. Be sure to join back tomorrow for more of the New Vision Advent Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.